Travel Lounge to our Irish Ambassador Series and this evening I'm chatting to Owen Flynn who's an Irish international mountain runner all the way from Clonsilla in Dublin, uh, worked for Bank of Ireland and is now an English teacher in sunny Gran Canaria. Owen, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Ed. Good to be here. I'm looking forward to getting home myself. I mean, I was just saying to you before we came on that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are dying to come over to the sunny climate of Gran Canaria, but I haven't been home now since February 2020. So looking forward to hopping on a flight home in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yes, Owen, well, you know, um, what's very interesting about Irish people are absolutely chomping at the bit, I can tell you, to to, uh, to experience, again, a bit of normality. And what I think what the Canaries has done really well is, of course, um, in terms of the recent pandemic, I mean, uh, restaurants, Owen, are all open over there, aren't they? And so can you just tell us a little bit about day-to-day living there now? Yeah, they've managed the last 18 months actually quite well, Ed, to be honest. I mean, first of all, the Canarians themselves, they're, they're very compliant people and they do what they're told. So, for example, in terms of managing the, the virus itself, one of the main things that they did here from the very start was everybody wore a mask, whether it was out in the streets or indoors as well. And then that combined with the sunny and warm climate that we have here, has probably helped keep the numbers actually quite low. And even over the last six months, and even at the moment, like as we speak today, numbers here in Grand Canaria are thankfully very, very low. And for us, I mean, apart from, say, wearing the mask out on the street for the last year or so, which was actually, that rule was removed on Saturday, we've pretty much led a fairly normal life. Uh, thankfully, my kids got a full year in school. My son, Liam, was playing football, and he actually plays football, Salah, indoor football, and we were going to watch him play in his games, no problem for the last three or four months. So, so thankfully, we're doing okay, Ed. Wonderful. And what brought you to Gran Canaria, Owen? And how long have you been there? Yeah, I've been here for ten years, Ed. Now, and I've got three lovely little half um, Irish, half Canarian kids, and married to Jenny. So I'm um, here for ten years, and sure. You know, with the, with the kids happy and settled here, I'd say here for another couple of years at least. But um, you never know, we might get back to Dublin sometime soon. And it's amazing. I mean, an Irish international mountain runner, I suppose um, the Canaries and Grand Canaria became has become well known with the global fitness community own as a great place to go for, you know, destin- a great destination for training, for competitions and stuff. So, and the archipelago there, and the low COVID cases, and of course the, the the climate is quite good, isn't it? It's kind of around twenty five ish most of the time. It is the average temperature out here is probably twenty to twenty six degrees all year round. Very little rain, and say in terms of my own training, or for anybody that's looking for a sport and um, holiday, whether it's cycling a lot of the professional tour de france teams come here and prepare their cycling season and um, a running or a trekking trail running holiday as well it's ideal because i think certainly before i came over and grown up in ireland in the 80s and 90s our perception of maybe grand canaria was you know mass palomas played in glaze the, the lovely beaches that they have down in the south of the island but 
there's a lot more here on the island in terms of the beautiful mountain ranges that they have in the center of the island with they've got lots of official um, tracks and walkways here for people to go walking and it's just spectacular and with my own training I mean I'm just over 40 now Ed and the, the warm weather combined with the areas where I can go and train it's probably extended I'd say certainly running for Ireland on the mountain running team by, by a couple of years and still being able to compete and train well because of course we don't need to warm up as much over here. There's, there's no cold weather and it's a lot easier on the body. It's a lot easier on the muscles. So it's actually, it's a really, really good place if you want to come, not just for the typical sun holiday, but if you want to get a bit of sport as well. Yeah, and it's really lovely to hear that because I also, when I was there a few years ago, I was uh, doing these amazing hikes and kind of Mars, kind of lunar type landscape zone. And then I was up in pine forests and I remember thinking to myself, God, I wonder do people know about this side of the island? Because we went to see kind of what I suppose would be like the real um, Grand Canaria and then the food as well I was kind of blown away by the amazing like the locals and the food and stuff which wasn't you know I suppose you think about the Laurel Sun holidays and a lot of I suppose English people that travel there as well you know and they'd have, they'd have kind of catered for them but when you get into the real part of the island I remember I was blown away by the food and the wines there and the different types of landscape even in the little island that it is Yeah I mean it actually the, the mountain ranges they go as high as 1,900 metres you have these incredible mountain peaks of um, Rocky Nublo, Bentayga, Pico de los Nieves, which it's about maybe, say, an hour's drive from the tourist resorts down to south or if you're up in Las Palmas, maybe about 50 minutes, 55 minutes. And you drive up in your car and you're, you're just treated to these spectacular, as you said, moon-like um, vistas where you're above the clouds then you've got that combined with all these beautiful mountain villages where you can as you said taste the local food and the local food here is actually it's fantastic because the island has that volcanic land to it the fruit and the vegetables are absolutely spectacular and if you ever go into a fruit shop here what you're looking for is the the productos the products del país which translates of of the country, which means that the fruit and the vegetables are all grown here. And the quality is just, ah, it's brilliant. I mean, there's nothing like, say, a banana from the Canary Islands, or they actually, they grow a lot of potatoes here, actually, as well. Irish people at home will love that. And their potatoes, they do a fantastic dish called Papa's Arugadas, which is translates as wrinkled potatoes with salt and then a bit of lemon, maybe, as well. And they're just delicious. And of course, the, the value add is so good. When you go to these mountain villages, their prices is, is exceptional. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I remember those beautiful salty potatoes and the sauces as well and the different, I remember the absolutely delicious. And um, the tomatoes, I remember, like the fruit you're talking about and the different stuff. I mean, they were just the, 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 you just never get the taste when you're actually here. I don't know what, whatever we're eating. But, and also, on what was lovely as well, um, as you were saying there, the, I mean, not just about the climate, but um, you know, the fact that there is actually, again, trying to get people educated, I suppose there's so much to do. Now, I was looking at something that you're involved in as well. You do a lot of commentating. There's a fantastic thing on called the Trans Grand Canaria. Could you tell us about that? Because I think people would love to hear about it. 
Yeah, it's an incredible trail running event that has grown so much over the last maybe 10 years. And it's actually world renowned now as one of the best trail running races in the world where, you know, in a non-COVID year, you could have anything from any amount of runners from 3,000 to 3,500. It's spectacular, Ed. What they do is they start up in the north of the island in this beautiful city beach called Las Canteras. And the runners get to run right down through the middle of the island. Um, so I think the main race itself is just over 100, 160 kilometers. Then you've got shorter distances as well. And then you also have what's called the full lap of the island, the Trans Gran Canaria 360, where the runners actually pretty much, what it says in the tin, they run around the whole of the island of Gran Canaria. And it's spectacular. They go through the small mountain villages that we mentioned. They go through those mountain tops, Pico de las Nieves, Rocky Nublo. And then they descend down towards Plate Inglés, Maspalomas. The atmosphere is incredible, Ed. I mean, people normally, they come from all over the world, all over Europe to do it. And uh, and I started to work at it there a couple of years ago as the, the race announcer at the start and at the finish line. Because so many people come from abroad, they've got a Spanish guy, a friend of mine called Depa, and then I do it um, in English as well. So it's a it's a really spectacular event, normally around the start of February Ed, every year. So if there's any trail runners or mountain runners or even anybody that does a bit of road running and wants to try something different, um, I'd certainly encourage them to come over. And it's not just 160 kilometers, they do it a short distances as well yeah brilliant i mean for you as an athlete i mean it's it's really just so important isn't it yeah i mean you have the ideal terrain there and i was reading on as well that you love one of your articles you were saying that you love you know those beautiful little mountain villages and you know that these like terror i think terror is one uh, to, to you to pronounce this better than me now in tajeda maybe is that the right that one there Ed, is yes um the views from it first of all are spectacular. It's only about a half an hour away from Las Palmas. Um, every year on the 8th of September, they have a fantastic festival based around the sighting of the Virgin Mary um, a couple of hundred years ago now. And so people from all the different towns and villages all over the island of Gran Canaria and even from the other Canary Islands, the different community groups come along and they put on this big parade where they might be, say, walking through the centre of Terror with all their traditional Canarian dress on. They might have local kind of farm produce that they're giving away, local eggs. I mean, we've been there a couple of times and the kids are eating the eggs that the local chickens have produced and they're, they're giving them all out for free with, with the little um, dessert treats as well. And the atmosphere is just spectacular. And each of the villages around Gran Canaria they, they each have their own festival. There's a strawberry festival, for example. There's an avocado festival down in Mogan. So, you know, a lot of people mightn't, you know, necessarily have thought of Gran Canaria as a place where you can, you know, interact with the local community in all these lovely villages. But absolutely, the festivals are fantastic. Yeah, you paint a, a really, really attractive picture there. You know, I mean, I think for us, we we've had a little bit of good weather recently, but you know, it comes and goes. Which it's so lovely to have that, and the value for money you were saying there as well. Um, I know um, even people that want to do self catering or you know the hotels. I see the packages now are incredibly good value at the moment. On you know, really like you know, with even half board and including and restaurant prices, of course, are much cheaper than here as well. 
Yeah, like I jotted down a couple of prices earlier, uh, just thinking about what we might be talking about today. And say even like a cappuccino here might cost you one fifty. I'm sure you know what would a cappuccino be back home? Three, four euros and above, yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely, three times the price. Yeah, and you get a local beer at Kanya. Now it's not a full pint; it's a half pint for about two euros fifty. And um, you can get a three-course menu in some of the local restaurants for maybe nine or ten euros, and um, which is great value. And of course, all the hotels there that you mentioned, a lot of them have their Canarian food nights as well. So say if you do go half board and if you don't get a chance to go up to some of the villages that we mentioned, like Terror or Valleseco or Valsequillo, um, a lot of the, of the hotels now, they do their local traditional dishes once a week. So that's a, that's a good plan B. Brilliant. I mean, I know I was I was I was having a look as well myself there recently at some of the prices. And it's it really it's 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 kind of hard for us to believe sometimes that you can that the menu del dia you mentioned their own is always amazing valued. And again, it's so lovely. You get you get the traditional food. And I mean, you know, nine, ten euro. Amazing. Right. Price, really like it. And that's all over the islands, really, isn't it? The Canaries. Oh, oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, and not only with the food that as well. I mean, say if people want to go shopping as well. You're probably talking and most clothing, most clothes items are maybe 15 to 25% cheaper. There's lots of new shopping centers here as well. So for anybody that wants to come over, get a bit of sun and kind of fill their suitcases up. You know, it's a, it's a great place for that as well. Um, I mean, if anybody even wanted to say come and, and rent for a couple of weeks, Fred, uh, not even not even add up down in the south of the island, but up here in the north of the island, the rent is maybe, you know, 50, 60% cheaper than it would be back home in Dublin. So that's another option as well. Amazing. And of course, you mentioned those stays. Digital nomads, I noticed a massive increase in digital nomads, people heading off for two months, months into the Gran Canaria as well, becoming very popular and great. People mightn't think it, uh, islands off the west coast of Africa, fantastic Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's really the ideal scenario for anybody listening in, Ed, that if they can keep the day job from back home and if they can do it remotely and, you know, move over to Las Palmas, for example, which is a great modern city, very safe as well. I mean, since I've been here, you know, over 10 years now, very little crime. I mean, all the crime reports every year, the numbers are very, very low. And, you know, you never really see that much trouble at all. So from that point of view, it's a very, very attractive place. Brilliant. And listen, I just wanted to say to you, what's it like? Do you have a great sense of achievement now, having half the island speaking with a Clonsilla accent in English? Yeah, I'm sending lots of lots of English students out the door every week speaking with a North Dublin accent. Ed, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, to be honest, actually, I consider myself very lucky because it's, it's a great way to get to know the local people through the English classes. And it's a bit like a confession box sometimes, Ed, to be honest, because how do you teach a language? You teach it by talking to people um, and not just, you know, looking at grammar books for an hour, but, you know, asking them about their family, asking about what they did at the weekend. So that's how I kind of got to know the island and the food and where to go by asking all the students. And, um, you know, in general, the, the Canarians, they're a very, very nice people. Uh, they're, they're very similar to the Irish. They're very chatty. They're very relaxed. They like a good feed. They like a good night out. And, uh, and big sports fans as well, of course, like myself, which is great too. 
Yeah, brilliant. And yeah. at what stage, Owen, did you discover, when you were there, like, when did you decide or when did you know, like, you know, this is it for me, you know, this is this is home for me? Well, I suppose once the kids come along, Ed, I mean, and they're in school and they're happy out with their friends, with their football team, it just becomes that little bit harder to, to make the move home then as well. I mean, we mentioned the price of renting, the price of houses. I mean, you know, if you think about moving home, you have those concerns and worry as well. And I suppose here, uh, you know, we've mentioned a couple of times, average temperature of 24 to 25 degrees suits training. The kids are happy out. Um, Jenny, my wife, is happy working here as well. So for the time being, Ed, yeah, we're, we're, we're happy being having a half Canary and half Irish household in the middle of Las Palmas. Wonderful. And one other thing, Owen, I just wanted to mention as well, um, in terms of the island, of course, is quite famous with the LGBT community for Plight of Things. It's a great place um, if you're LGBT to go to because there's a great acceptance and it's a very liberal, open island, isn't it, for, for LGBT people? It is. And the carnivals every year, Edda, are spectacular. They're, they're great fun. I mean, there's carnivals down in the south of the island. There's carnivals up in Las Palmas as well. I think it's around end of February time as well. So absolutely, there's a lovely atmosphere around the place. And as I mentioned there before, Ed, it's a very safe place. It really, really is. Um, you never see too much violent crime, if any at all. So it's a very welcoming island for everybody. Beautiful, yeah. And I think, I mean, what you were saying earlier, if anybody wants to go over, you know, what you were Las Palmas, you know, definitely brilliant city. Don't miss it. And, and you know, what those yeah. other little places that you were mentioning as well, which we'll be, which I'll be mentioning, of course, and we'll be writing those up on the podcast as well. Listen, Owen, um, you're, you're a terrific ambassador, I have to say, for the Grand Canaria, for Grand Canaria, because, um, I mean, I can hear the passion there and I can hear that you're actually, you're having a very nice life there. And it's wonderful to, that we're interviewing people from Ireland who have made homes all over Spain and all yeah. seem to be very, very happy. Happy. Yeah, and so the great thing is as well is that there is an Irish community here too. Of course, I'm sure anybody that has come to play the Inglaise over the years, uh, they, they probably know the Greenfield Hotel and Mulligan's Bar down in Played Inglaise. And, and it's funny because that's actually where I met my wife, Jenny. And um, she was working in the hotel and uh, working there in the office. I was down selling fudge at the time. Now, that, that's another story for another day. And we met there on St. Patrick's Day. Um, and of course, the place was thriving with Irish people and uh, a really really good atmosphere and we try and bring the kids down there every every year as well so for people even say thinking ahead what we're in now June July now if you are thinking for a summer or sun holiday in maybe springtime March for St. Patrick's weekend uh, there'll be a lovely atmosphere down the south as well. That's brilliant. And I just wanted to say, I was looking at flights there the other day um, for, for listeners and there's some really, really good accessibility is still there. And the fares, the, the return fares were really, really good as well. Because traditionally, I suppose, pre-COVID times, we would have paid quite a lot for different for high season, but very, very affordable at the moment. So never a better time to go. And I just want to mention as well that for anybody... Um, who wants any information, uh, the, the Spanish Tourist World website, Spain.info, has wonderful information up there all about the Canaries. Owen, is there anything you'd like to tell us? Any Instagram handler? How can people follow you and see how you're, when you're running up all the mountains and looking, I've seen you looking, you look so healthy and fit. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to talk about my COVID baby here. 
<laughs> no, I mean, actually, people can find me on Facebook or uh, I did open up an Instagram account, Ed, but uh, I, must, I must admit, I kind of, I failed in that department and I just stick with Facebook for now. But listen, if anybody ever wants to get in touch or ask a question, they'll probably find me on Facebook or even get in touch with the show, Ed, with yourself. And I'd be very happy to help them out and point in, in the right direction because it really is, it's a lovely island to discover. As we said, it's not just about the lovely beaches down south, but there's all these wonderful villages and towns and great food, great fruit, vegetables, festivals, and the lovely people, of course, out as well. So um, absolutely highly recommendable for, for a week, for a two-week um, stint over here. Yeah, well, I think I'll be, I'm seriously going to have a look at maybe a little month there if I can sneak away. Owen, Owen Flynn, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And as I said, you're a wonderful ambassador for Gran Canaria. And I hope I'll be over to see you soon and to have some of that lovely uh, Gran Canarian food and a little glass of vino with you at some stage. Muchas gracias, Owen. Encantado. I'll get the papas arrugadas ready. Good man yourself. Thanks, Owen. All the best. Bye-bye. Thank you.